After Dark with Mark. Have you fucked up yet? Alright, welcome to After Dark with Mark. Today on the show I received the Creative Media Director from Proctor Gallagher Institute, Tommy Collier. Tommy, thank you so much for doing this. Well, hi, Mark. It's my absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Tommy, I mean, the media, the creative media director, you've been creating this title for yourself, did you? Um, yeah, I sure have. Because a year ago, um, a little bit more than a year ago, you were not in the radar at all from, for Proctor Gallagher Institute, correct? Yep, that's true. Um, so how did you how did you manage to do that? Well, <laughs> uh, it's a little bit of a long story, but I'll see if I can give you the abridged version. So, I mean, yeah, uh, let's see, what time of year is it now? It's, it was just a little over a year ago. Um, I mean, Bob had no idea who I was. Uh, I had um, I had been through the program thinking into results um, as a as a client of that program with a Proctor Gallagher consultant and uh, was got into the program at the time to um, really take my photography business that I was doing full time to the next level and um, thinking into results just totally rocked my world, my business and my bank account. And I just fell in love with the material and Bob. And uh, I decided after um, about a year of working on the program, uh, that I wanted to become a, a consultant and um, start, you know, spreading this material around the world and, you know, be a part of that. So I became a consultant first. Um, and I kind of started that at the beginning of last year and uh, just hit the ground running and um, went to the, you know, consultant training and learned everything and just started going and um, really picked up some speed. Um, and then I, well, let's see, I kind of, um, I was loving the consulting, um, loving sharing thinking into results with the world. Um, and it was super fulfilling, but I kind of started to get a little bit, uh, feel like I was being pulled away um, from my sort of roots a little bit in terms of my creative work. So my, my background is in uh, TV, film, and video production, as well as photography. And um, I started to look for ways that I could sort of um, maybe bridge the gap between doing all of that work and the, um, the material with uh, Bob Proctor and PGI. So um, I actually went to um, the uh, PGI's Matrix event uh, as a client last year in April. And that's where I got the idea that I wanted to come um, work for PGI on the inside and help out with um, media. And so that kind of went to work on that as a goal. And a few short months later, um, uh, in it August happened. of last year, what's that? It happened. It happened, yeah. And uh, I became the creative media director. I don't think that PGI knew really, because you're kind of a big deal in the TV business, uh, you have been nominated for 11 times um, in the show that you've been working uh, 
for the Emmy Awards. And I want you to explain like really what is an Emmy and you won four of them. <laughs> yep, I sure did. Um, so I used to work for uh, my, uh, I, I live in Denver, Colorado, and I used to work here for my local NBC affiliate um, in, in the creative department and um, did all kinds of work there and uh, ended up racking up um, several awards. We've got four Emmy wins and about uh, 12 nominations. Okay, so like I, I missed one there. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, that's okay. Maybe it was so, 11. I don't really count. <laughs> what is an Emmy? What, what, what does that mean? Because we hear this on, yeah. on television. You know, we might watch the TV and see the shows and see all those people like getting those, those trophies. But what is really yeah. an Emmy? Yeah, totally. So uh, an Emmy is, Emmy is sort of the, um, the, the name of the, the statue. Um, and I'm sure everyone knows what an Oscar is. Um, Emmy is sort of akin to the term Oscar for an Academy Award. Emmy is an award for television. Um, that's uh, for Oscars. They're presented by the um, Academy of Motion Pictures. And Emmy is it's the National Academy of Television, Arts, and Sciences. Okay. So basically, it's the highest a word that you can get in the television business? Uh, well, yeah, I, I guess so. Um, it sure is. Um, the, my, my Emmys are regional Emmys, not, not national. Um, so, but they're just as shiny. <laughs> <laughs> it feels good, right? Uh -huh. This is what matters. <laughs> Now, I know that a lot of people, when they were listening to you in the beginning, when they said that it rocked your bank account, uh, I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of people that just caught up on that. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait, wait a second. Just yeah. doing a, a, a little program, because if I'm, if I'm putting myself in the shoes of someone which is listening to this, Just like a little program can really rock my bank account. Help me oh, to yeah. understand that. Okay. Well, I will tell you. So, I mean, I have had a fairly, you know, successful um, career up until the point where I discovered Bob Proctor and thinking into results. Um, I, you know, I had won all those um, awards in TV. I'd pretty much been working in, you know, jobs that I, liked and was good at and all of that stuff. And I've always been sort of a, you know, a, a go-getter, if you will. Um, but I was really what uh, Bob would call an unconscious competent in a lot of ways. And my biggest problem that I had was I never really had a goal. I had sort of blurry ideas of where I was sort of going or wanted to end up, but I really never got into like um, goal setting. And I never really even you know, heard much about it. So I must have been super, you know, kind of distant uh, frequency wise from the idea of even having goals. It just, it wasn't even on my radar. So um, when I kind of discovered Bob Proctor um, through my photography mentor, who is uh, Peter Hurley, who's kind of the world's greatest headshot photographer. Um, he owes a lot of his success to Bob. And I was learning from him about how to build a really amazing um, headshot business, which is what I was interested in doing at the time. And I just decided I'm going to do everything that Peter, my mentor, tells me to do. And he said, you got to study with Bob Proctor. So I didn't even know who he was, like I said. Um, and I remember after I 
sort of found him that I was like, oh yeah, I saw him in The Secret and that movie sort of didn't really register with me when I first saw it a long time ago. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I uh, started working on my, my headshot business and it was going okay. Um, but then I met a Proctor Gallagher consultant um, named Melissa and she got me into thinking into results. And it was, I remember it was kind of a big terror barrier to, uh, as Bob would call it, to even get involved with that. I'd never sort of invested in myself in that way. I mean, I was used to like buying cameras and equipment and things, but to actually invest in my own, you know, uh, success in terms of personal development was new. So um, I got into the program and I just, I just, the material just, sank in for me like no other like right away and I started putting it onto action and I basically um you know got well I got big goals right away and I started uh, working towards them and just doing everything my consultant told me to do and <laughs> studying the material and I kind of overnight almost it seems like turned my headshot business from a really small kind of maybe doing about $1,000 a month in headshots up to $30,000 a month in about six months time. And then I was able to kind of consistently maintain that for um, about the, in the next six months until I started to kind of change, change directions with becoming a PGI consultant. So that was a big change, 1,000 to 30,000. <laughs> How, how crazy is that? Because there's a couple of things that you're saying right now. So I'm, I'm just doing a program, which basically in, in this program, you're not necessarily addressing specifically for business owners. It's like, okay, if, uh -huh. if, you, are, if you are calling more people, then it's going to happen. That, that's not what the program talks about. It's, no, it's really no, about it's the about way you're thinking. Yeah, hundred percent. It's not like it's giving you like, yeah, this is like how you market yourself. And this is, you know, what you should, you know, write, you know, your cold call script to sound like. It's not about that at all. It is about getting your mind right. Because clear, every business, focused. every business program, normally it's, it's about more uh, activities that you're doing on the business, but this yeah. program has nothing to do with it. It's all, yeah. Yeah. It's not like nuts and bolts like that. It is, uh, I, I think other programs like like you mentioned that focus on those things are more like focused on symptoms and this is focused on um, causes, root causes, like changing the things at the subconscious level of the mind that dictate all of the kind of thoughts and um, results that you get. So um, it's the best thing. I mean, I am still so in love with thinking into results and it will always be my first and greatest sort of love of this material because that's where I started. You've been saying something which caught my attention because again, if I'm not familiar with this type of information and I'm listening to you, you talk about, I was not in the right frequency. Mm -hmm. Can you develop what you mean by that? Sure. Well, um, I mean, Bob teaches uh, that we are, um, we, we are, as creative beings, we, we think on frequencies. Um, the quality of our thoughts um, register as sort of uh, an energetic level, if you will. Um, 
And so you got to be on the frequency of that, what you, that which you're desiring to create or be for yourself if you're going to get there. And my, I was really not on the frequency of like going very far or very quickly. I was sort of on a slow and steady incline, but not really seeing a lot of change year over year. And I needed to get on a more higher, a higher octane uh, level as far as my um, thoughts and feelings were concerned. So from the moment that you changed your mindset from where you were to that new frequency of what you, where you wanted to be, now all of a sudden the results started appearing. Just yeah. if, if you don't understand that, it looks like magic. It totally does. And honestly, it felt like magic too. And I can't really sit here and say, even looking back, I could even look back at my, you know, my bookkeeping <laughs> during that year and still not really be able to explain to you how or why I was, you know, I went from, you know, a thousand to 30,000 a month. Like I can see where it came from, but I, I cannot tell you like, you know, what action steps I took that got me there. It's like, as soon as you get your mind right, like um, everything you're kind of seeking just starts really seeking you. And things just happen sort of seemingly miraculously. But when you understand how this material works, you, you get that it's not magic. Um, it is, it's by law, by like universal law that this stuff works. And it's, you know, incredible, <laughs> as you know. Is, is this would work with everybody? Oh, of course. The only, the, I think the only prerequisites are that you have a desire to be more or do more or have more. Um, you, gotta, you gotta want that. Like if you don't really want more, um, I, don't think, I don't think you are gonna get a lot out of it, but I don't know anybody who doesn't want more. And anybody that says they don't want more is just lying to themselves. <laughs> oh, I like the way you just said that there. Because I hear so many people which are content with a little. Yeah. And they justify why they should stay with a little because of all kind of different ideas and, and past experience and whatever their parents told them. Yeah. And they bought into that idea. Yeah, I think a lot of people are... Um, are settling for mediocrity or settling for and call it they're settling for not really having what they haven't yet allowed themselves like given themselves permission to want and they're calling it contentment now you you had a mentor peter uh which yes. I, i have the pleasure of following and i've seen a story with bob which yes. peter was a, an olympian yeah. and uh And basically when and started working with his passion and he became the greatest headshot photographer in the world. Now, I would I said that about you, that you by the way, you guys, if you are following me on my different platform, all the picture I have are coming from Tommy. So if you want to have a good uh, photography, a good headshot, go to Tommy, go to Tommy's website. Uh, Tommy is absolutely like to to the top of that uh, chart in terms of headshot, but you've been, you've been having a mentor. How did it come that you decided, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be mentored by, by the best? Well, um, I'll tell you exactly. So um, at the time, 
my business was in a kind of a weird place. I was, <clears throat> so I was running my own full-time uh, video production and photography business. And I had a very um, interesting sort of motto at the time for myself, which was never turn down a gig. So I literally accepted like every job that came my way, no matter what it was or really what it paid or if I was even interested in the work. So I was getting really burned out. I um, bet. What I was doing, because I wasn't focused and I was doing lots of things that I didn't really love what I was doing. You know, it's about 10% of my work that I really liked doing. Um, and uh, a majority of that 10%, maybe like, <laughs> uh, I don't know, half of that, maybe 5% was doing um, professional headshots for people. Um, and so I decided, you know what, I'm going to take a break from, or I want to, I'd like to take a break from all from of, this all craziness. Work. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to just focus on something that sounds really good and fun. And I think I'd like to become, you know, like a really, really um, specialized, um, um, amazing headshot photographer. So I looked at my current body of work and realized that it, it, just it wasn't really pleasing me and I felt like I needed I needed to I needed, I needed to update revamp my whole process and style so I decided to I decided to look for like who is doing this the best in the world um and that's when I ran across Peter and discovered him I'd never heard of him before and I discovered uh he had a a coaching, a mentoring program where he helped people become successful headshot photographers like him and I was in like I signed up right then and there and i just dove right in and became a really good follower and just did everything he said um because i knew like you know i could probably get where i wanted to go by following the person who is doing it the best in the world and so that's what i did and how was the process of working with someone which basically have proven that he is successful you see a shot. I mean, the shots that, that Peter has are just out of this world. Sometimes it, it looks like that's almost impossible. Yeah. But he has this, this eye of creating a, an instant. Like he's, 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 um, he's, yeah. he's taking basically a moment in history yeah. and he just captured that. And yeah. it's absolutely beautiful. So, how was it to work with, with like basically the legend in, in, into this field? I mean, it was amazing. Uh, it began um, kind of in a um, of challenging place. I mean, it, it, it's, there's always been challenges, but um, kind of when I started out, it was, it, it was a little tough because, you know, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't on the level that uh, he expects. And so I remember, uh, submitting some images for him to review and I got ripped apart on you know this and that, <laughs> yeah not whatever. fun never fun and, that, uh, right? that's you know that's uh within his um coaching platform which is called the headshot crew by the way um uh, that's a typical sort of stopping point for a lot of people they get they get their images sort of ripped apart in a polite way but they take it personally and they they stop and I just always use the critique as fuel and whenever I heard something I didn't like, um, I just decided, well, I'm going to change that. Excuse me. Um, so that's what I did. I worked on that for basically, I don't know, nine months of an entire year, going from kind of zero to 
zero to 100 on getting my headshots up to, up to snuff. And then um, about nine months into it is when I finally passed my portfolio review and became one of Peter's associate photographers. And um, so, yeah. So one thing that uh, struck me, because uh, the photography business, if you're not aware of it, it is an expensive gig. I mean, very expensive. And what you were saying is I didn't have any problem to invest into buying equipment and cameras. And, and right. when you do headshots, I mean, there's so much equipment. I'm, I'm kind of shocked for, mm -hmm. for that, that square, right? Because you yeah. just have like, the the upper part of the body which is taken in picture but when it was time to invest in yourself for your personal development you were just like whoa i don't want to spend all that money on myself mm -hmm. yeah what, just, what, what's happening there ever, well i just wasn't something i'd ever done before um somewhere along the line i think when i was in college i um somehow you know got uh, convinced myself that it was a good idea to invest in my business or myself in, as in like getting the equipment that I require um, and then but I just never had really put money into like you know the development of my mind <laughs> like that and really now that I look back on it um, it's it's basically like you know you gotta you gotta invest in yourself with the equipment that you need, but you also got to invest in the software you need. And this material is like the software for your brain so it can run um, at max. We don't have any problem to do that when we go to college, but when it's time for something which is a little bit less conventional, it seems that we always have this, this, this pinch in our stomach. It's just like, oh my God, like, why would I spend all that money on me? Why yeah. do you think that is? Well, I just think it's not like super uh, mainstream, you know, like college and school and traditional things have been around for a lot longer. So I think we're just, we're not programmed like societally to spend money on this kind of thing. And I also think that there are a lot of sort of, um, cheap imitations, <laughs> if you will, not to put anybody down. Um, <laughs> but um, like, there's just not a lot of material out there that really, really does what it says, like does, it, does what's advertised about it. And so I think um, Bob's material uh, and some, you know, some other people in the industry are sort of unique in that the material that um, Bob teaches is actually works the way it's prescribed as long as you're able to uh, follow direction um, and you know do the work now you're in a very unique position as the creative media director because you work directly with bob proctor the legend bob proctor you work in his studio you're going to his studio on a regular basis and and work very closely with him yeah, it's it's still kind of uh, been in this role now for, gosh, um, about five and a half months, I think. But um, I'm still pinching myself <laughs> almost every day because I'm like, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty insane. And and what a talk about a dream come true to be able to work so closely with my my superstar mentor.
And the, the funny part about it is when Bob talks about you, you see that little light in his eyes. <laughs> I don't know if you paid attention to this, and I know you did because that's, that's what you do. You're seeing into details and you're making sure that everything is, is running smoothly and it's perfect. And, and by the way, just like for the record, Tommy, Tommy you're doing like a, a spectacular job every time that you are, you are I mean, because I'm, all, I'm at all the events now. And I'm seeing the way you're conducting this. It's like being a, a chef d'orchestre where that everything is running smoothly. It's like a, the, the music is all in tune and, and the people that you brought as well with you, it seems that it's all running very, very smoothly. Have you all planned this in your mind when you started creating that image? Well, thanks, first of all, um, <laughs> for all of that. Um, was I planning it out? I mean, yeah, I kind of was. Um, between the time when I figured out that I wanted to, you know, work this, work, work this, um, work here <laughs> in this role, um, well, I didn't even really know what the role was. Like, it didn't necessarily exist at the time. Um, so, but I, yeah, I was starting, I just was every day working on creating this mental um, image of, kind of the work I wanted to be doing and how and everything. And so, I mean, I, I can't say, you know, it's always, it always looks a little different, I think, than you <coughs> visualize it. Um, but the essence of it is very, very much the same. Um, and even, even now, still, I'm, I'm still constantly visualizing every day, like, how, how much better can I get? How much more can I serve? Um, how much, how much, you know, uh, to what higher levels can we take this whole um company you know uh, so yeah uh, visualizing is a huge huge component of it one thing which is amazing about this company is they're very open to to create position for people which are creators and shapers i i love i love that term shaper because like basically we are shaping the energy into what we want and if there's a shaper bob has this eye to recognize and as well as sandy and corey and doug and now like i'm talking about a bunch of people which right now you listen to this and just like who all those people well basically this is the key people within the company which are are making decisions but mm -hmm. those people are always open for shapers, for people that really want to bring the company to an, another level. What, what, is the, what is the feeling from the inside when they are looking at people on the outside and say, you know what, that person could, could bring something new or, or a different angle to what we're trying to do? Um, well, I think it basically comes down to um, being in harmony. So if, if, um, I mean, I, um, I haven't seen <clears throat> from the from my own eyes, um, uh, like all of this um, happening, like you know, happening like uh, well in a lot of ways. But from what I, from what what I have seen, um, it's that yeah, like if someone's in harmony and wants wants to work here and wants to serve and um, wants to you know make a difference and join us in our mission and. Uh, have a um, you know something valuable to contribute I mean it's it's hard to deny I think 
Tell me a little bit what is a day in Tommy, Tommy's life uh, working with Bob as, you know, he's a living legend, uh, will turn 85. But he's, he's, he's really funny uh, when you are into his, his environment. And, and you and him has a very interesting relationship, if I can call it this way. Uh, because I had the privilege of, of being there and seeing like how he talks to you and how he talks about you. Um, tell me a little bit like from your point of view, what, what's the feel there? <laughs> well, gosh, this might be hard to describe. Um, <laughs> I mean, we are, we are still, you know, in many ways, like new friends and we're kind of getting to know each other. Um, and I learn more about him and fall more in love with him every day which is super cool. Um, but what's that like working? I mean, it's whatever you think it might be, it's 10,000 times more awesome. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's really, it's really, it's like the, it's, it's so incredibly cool. I feel so blessed and grateful to have this opportunity. Um, and, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's just, He's the best. He's so creative. Um, he's so kind. He's so, um, he's just, he's everything. And, um, you know, he's like, this, this job is not necessarily um, an easy job. Like it requires um, a lot of, a lot of attention and a lot of um, work. And I signed up for all of it. I, I want to be doing this. Um, and, and it's, the, the rewards are totally worth all of the um, effort that I put in. I'm not sure if that answered your question. <laughs> no, that's all right. I'm going to help you because if, if, you, if you're thinking, okay, Bob is 84. Uh, people which are listening to this, which a lot of them are millennials, and they're listening to this and just like 84 years old, I mean, like, come on. Like, the guy probably like, doesn't work that much and doesn't have to do a lot. But that's totally the opposite of that. Bob is awake at five in the morning. He's in the studio between 5.30 and 6. And then he starts going. And uh, he's going to work all day long. And can you keep up with him? Uh, it's very difficult. But he is by far the hardest working individual in the company, from what I've seen. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's amazing to see. He's got more energy than people you know a quarter of his age um for in a, in a lot of in a lot of cases so yeah he's definitely um a moving target and i i and everyone else uh in the company we just kind of do our best to keep up to speed with him as as much as we can <laughs> now one thing that i've seen from you is like you you're really good at anticipating what he what he's gonna do or even Getting like there. be a, a step ahead sometimes even about what he's going to do. And, and sometimes you surprised him, which like makes it fun because all of a sudden it's just like, well, okay, Tom, Tommy is, is really there. You know, he's really on top <laughs> yeah. of the game. And that's what you need to do as a creative media director. I mean, that's my favorite thing, I think, is whenever I'm able to, um, you know, anticipate his needs or wants and sort of be there right there. Um, either ahead or right when he's asking for something. I mean, that's kind of like my best sort of high five moment for myself whenever that happens. Um, and 
so, you know, I'm trying to get more and more of those <laughs> as I learn more and more about him and try to, you know, I love trying to get into his energy and kind of read his mind. And um, um, yeah, that's, it's a really fun part. What would you say to someone which is listening to this is a millennial and, and have this great vision, you know, I would like to work with, with Usher or I would like to work with um, Ariana Grande. I would like to work like a, a big name out there. And that person is nowhere to be seen. Mm -hmm. has, um, has a very difficult idea to, to grasp what, what their goal are, but they have a dream, they have a vision. Like, what would you say to someone like this, which you've been making your, your dream come true? What would you say to a person like that? Well, first of all, I would say, um, as Bob has often said, uh, you won't seriously desire something that you're not capable of achieving. So if that's something you really, really, really want, whatever it is, um, it's totally possible. It's not, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It means there's probably going to be a lot of work involved and you're going to have to stay focused and driven and take action and, you know, ask and all kinds of things that are required. You're going to have to do what's required. Um, but I mean, it's, it's absolutely uh, completely possible. Okay, so you need to repeat this again and repeat it slowly because you guys need to understand what you just said. That is the key, okay? That is the key for <laughs> any part? of you who wants to, re to, to reach his dream, the part of desire. Yeah, you won't, uh, you're, you won't seriously desire something that you're not capable of achieving. Wow. I mean, yeah. like, think about it. Think mm -hmm. about the power behind this. Yeah. If you, if you desire it, if you desire it, it's because you are capable of achieving it. Yeah. If you can, if you can see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand, like Bob says. Yeah, which is, That is you know, deep. Easy, simply and easily stated, uh, more, more difficult or, you know, uh, harder, easier said than done kind of thing. You mm -hmm. know, um, like this, we call this, uh, this personal development stuff, we call it work for a reason. You know, you got to do the work. Um, there's certain steps involved and certain, you know, things you have to do and you have to be patient and persistent, all these things. But um, if you play the game, I mean, you can, you can have anything. So anybody which is listening to this, what you're saying to them is if they have that desire, it's because they have the potential to develop it and to, mm -hmm. to reach that desire, first of yep. all. Then yep. they're gonna have to work. Yep. It's and they're gonna have to be desire. persistent. Yeah. Burning desire. So something you're literally willing to trade your life for, um, especially if it's super big, you know? Now, knowing everything you know now, what would you change? Hmm. What would I change? About what? Any of, any, any of my life or what part? Yeah, like, would you change anything, um, knowing I, everything that you've been learning and where this brought you to this point right now? Would you I change mean, anything that happened? I mean, I really don't, like, believe in, like, regrets or anything. Like, I don't really have any regrets. Um, but if I, I guess if I had to do it all over again, I would have uh, tried to get into this information sooner, you know? Um, 
like I kind of got into it when I guess I was, let's see, 30. Um, and so it would have been, I, I just think it would be interesting to see where I would be if I had gotten into it when I was like, let's say 20. So, but How I mean, old are every, you right now, Tommy? I'm 33. Oh gosh, you're 33 <laughs> years old. Yeah. Uh, you earning a good living. Uh, you mm -hmm. went from earning $1,000 to $30,000 in your own business a mm -hmm. month just by changing the way you're thinking. Uh, basically, changing the way I was thinking um, and then taking a lot of action based on what, new thoughts. What is, what is the, what's in the, in the making for you? moving forward in, in the, your, 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 your grander vision for, for this year and for the upcoming years? Hmm. Well, that's fun to think about. Um, well, I, I, I think really where I'm at right now is I am just completely and totally um, dialed in to this work I'm doing for Proctor Gallagher and Bob. And um, I just want to, um, I just want to be as much, or, you know, be of as much service as I possibly can to helping Bob get where he wants to go and where he wants to see this company go. So that's really, you know, my, my, my very central focus right now. So what, what I'm hearing in there is you have exclusive information about where Bob wants to bring this company and his, his personal vision, which <laughs> I heard him talking about this, but he never really said it clearly. What I know is that he, he, wants, to, he wants to create as, as many people as possible, which are bringing this message to the world. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm, I'm hearing on the line what you just said right there, uh, something, unique information. I don't know what you're information. About, <laughs> <laughs> And this is what I like about you, Tommy. Uh, oh, thank you, you so much for inside baseball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll, uh, you know, Bob, Bob, Bob is, uh, Bob often alludes to his goals and vision. So I will leave that to him to sort of, you know, express as he wants to, but um, rest assured, Bob has big goals and um, PGI as a whole does. And we're, we're going big places fast. So it'll be a super fun ride. Tommy Collier, thank you so much for being so generous and uh, continue to, to make PGI and all this creative aspect of the event um, the best and, and moving forward. I know it's going to always increase and in getting better and better. And if you are not familiar with uh, the events that uh, Proctor Gallagher Institute are throwing out, I really invite you to look into it and go to one of those events. That is by far a life-changing experience. Tommy, thank yeah. you so much. And looking forward to, uh, to see you um, in the upcoming weeks, actually. Oh, yes. Thank you. Me, too. I will hope, yeah, should be seeing you very soon again. Absolutely. <laughs> quick shameless plug. If they, if, uh, I don't know when this episode is dropping, but 
Um, for anybody that's not familiar with our programs, you should check us out in April. We have an event coming up called The Paradigm Shift, and it's a really great way to kind of dip your foot into the, the, the cool waters of Bob Proctor. <laughs> yeah, The Paradigm Shift's gonna be in Los Angeles, yeah, uh, at the Hilton, Los Angeles. You just—I'm uh, gonna put the link into um, into the comments so you can you can uh, just go there either either yeah. live or on a yeah a, a live we stream. stream. We stream yeah. it all over the world, so you can come in person or or log on and watch. And it will for sure change your life. So definitely look into it. Tommy Collier, thank you so much. Thank you, Mark. My pleasure. Cheers. Here. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please write a review and subscribe to never miss a future episode of After Dark with Mark. As well, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mark Jospitre.